Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer. Triple M's Real Football Show. The biggest names and the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball. Terrific run and a super finish. With Chris Dittmar. Can I just pick him up there? I'm 52 and I'm not growing up or mature. <laughs> and Scottish football superstar, Albie Kidd. The Triple M Real Football Show. Yes, good morning everybody and welcome to the Real Footy Show on Triple M. KG with you this morning in the absence once again of uh, Ditz, who's on leave back very, very shortly as I welcome... Uh, our panel members this morning on what a, what a night it's going to be at Highmark Stadium tonight. Woohoo! It'll be fire everywhere tonight. Be forty one degrees. It'll be more than more than that on the pitch. I can tell you. As I welcome my uh, team of experts this morning from the advertiser Val Miliarcho. Good morning, Val. Good morning. Happy New Year. And you too. And uh, of course, former Newcastle coach Phil Stubbins. Good morning, Phil. Welcome. Thank you very much. Did you both have a, a lovely Christmas and a, a, a good New Year? For me, fantastic, KG. was over in the UK for three and a half weeks, having a good time there, and um, obviously finished that off with the family and wife over here when I came back, so it was a, a great time for me. What was the temperature like over there, Phil? A little bit cooler than what we're experiencing here. <laughs> How about you, Val? Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I worked both days, actually, Christmas and New Year's Day and New Year's Eve, but it was fantastic when I got home and celebrated with the family. Fantastic. And t- talking about uh, big events, what about tonight at Heim Marsh Stadium? A monster. It'll be a beauty. Absolutely. Yeah, absolute monster. And my radio. <laughs> oh, oh, come on, Val. Come on, Val. Come on, Val. That that's a red card. That mate. is almost okay, a red card. You are out of the studio now, for the now, next. Now, that now. is disgraceful. Of course, the man behind oh, the microphone over wrong. there, Alex Abel. Morning, Alex. Morning, KG. Now, what are you going to do about this, Alex? You're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> He's done a runner now. <laughs> I tell you, if we didn't need him, that would almost be an instant ban. Yeah. Let's go to the match review panel. Stubbsy, how long should he be out? <laughs> Look, if somebody did something of that discrepancy, there'd be a two-page spread in the advertiser. But um, obviously, he's back now, so you know we'll, we'll let him off on this one. We'll let him off. Anytime shortly, the hotline's going to ring in the panel yeah. here. That'll be the bottom Oof. of the line. Yeah, that could be the end of the show. We're talking about the, the match, weren't we? we? Well, I think we were. It's a big game tonight, that's for sure. And I think um, obviously the line in the sand needs to be drawn, and they need to get a result tonight. There's, there's no doubt about it. I can I ask you one question. The referee tonight mm-hmm. is, is the same referee that reported a more our coach and he was suspended. He's got the game. Like, apart from the game, victory in United, there's all that angst between the two sides. Throwing the referee tonight was the one that, that, uh, that suspended Amore. Gee whiz. Yeah, well, he's a, he was the fourth official when it all happened in November. He, he was the referee or the fourth official that Amore allegedly touched, touched on the back. Yep. And he got, obviously, uh, one game suspension for, for the red card in Perth when they lost that game 3-1. Then it went to a, a DC, disciplinary committee. He got another match, plus he's got two suspended for the rest of the season. The thing is, at the hearing, this is, this is the incredible thing. At the hearing, which Amore had to attend, the referee for tonight's match, Adam Fielding, did not attend the hearing. And there was no video evidence of anything happening. But so there's going to be a bit of tension. He's only had 13 A-League matches since he's been in the country because he comes out from England. So he's not a very experienced referee. This is pressure cooker. You've well, got That's what I'm saying. 
Why would you do it? Yeah, he's under the pump tonight, the referee. There's no doubt well, about that. I think we went through it before about was it a, a sending off or not, and we came up with the conclusion that it was. I don't even think it was a, a reprimand. No. Nah, nah. So look, it, it's it'll be a hard one, a tough one for this ref tonight. Yeah, and obviously Kevin Musket. Uh, the great guy, he's a I great guy, I love right? him. and a lot of people do not like him. Oh, and you can him. understand, for 90 minutes, I, I don't like him either when he's coaching victory or playing on the other other team. But he will milk this for all, <laughs> for all it's worth. But isn't that what he it's will about, be, He will be chirping and chirping and chirping. Sensational stuff. I remember the dust-up with Cosy. He'll be going to talk to a little later. <clears throat> that was fantastic, him and Cosy. That was, I'll never forget that. Pushed him off his bloody chair. It was unbelievable. Cosy should have decked him. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've got a big program. It's a fiery program. We'll talk to Taylor Regan very shortly from, from United. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to Cosy. I said John Cosmina. We'll have a chat about who will get the Melbourne City job, and it's Ooh. all happening. It's Stay with us, the folks. The are out. That's <laughs> going to be a big show. Hey, <laughs> your man on your left is, is, is he a candidate? Well, why wouldn't he be? Uh, exactly right. I think Actually, the job. Phil, I, I think the job's already landed. Now we got yeah. under, no, under no, the no. pump. Hold your fire. Hold any, your fire. Uh, <laughs> been, no, nothing any, any fishing? No, any, nothing no? happening here, mate. And sure. look, before we get into the song, on a sad note, the reason Albie's not with us today is his father has yeah. passed away. Oh, that's sad. And he's yeah. gone back to Scotland. So from everyone at the Real Football exactly. Show and the Triple yep. M family, we do send Albie and his family our respect and our best wishes. And I hope everyone's okay. Good man, Albie. Good, Good man. This yeah. is the Real Football Show on Triple M. We do it thanks to CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer, making his debut next, Taylor Regan from Adelaide United, ahead of the big one against Melbourne Victory tonight. It's Triple M. One hundred four point seven Triple M. Already thirty-one degrees, nearly thirty-two degrees out there at twelve past seven. It is the Real Football Show. Thanks to CMI Toyota this morning. Phil Stubbins, Val Miliacho from the Advertiser, and KG. Thank you, Alex. Well, it's certainly going to be a warm day, forty-one degrees. But I tell you what, it'll be red hot tonight at uh, Highmark Stadium. A crackerjack game. Both sides don't like each other. United taking on Melbourne victory. Oh, unbelievable. Let's welcome to the program now to discuss the game. Very important player for United, Taylor Regan. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Taylor, when you're trying to turn things around form-wise, victory is probably, probably not the opponent you want to be playing. Yeah, obviously they're confident, but we're, we haven't lost this year, mate. Um, <laughs> That's a good I'm going to run with that as long as we can. <laughs> nah, look, look, they're obviously doing well. Um, you know, we're stuck in a bit of a rut, you could you could say. Um, but we have this team to do it. We have a good squad, um, good coaching staff, excellent supporters. You know, the, there's only one way up. Um, we can There's two options, you know. We can give up or we can roll our sleeves up. And I think we showed against Wellington we're willing to roll our sleeves up and have a dig, and that's what we're going to do again tonight. Oh, I think uh, last weekend, was it weekend? New Year's Day? Well, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> lost today. Yeah, uh, last weekend, I think it's. I mean, you were part of the team. But, I mean, you, you you made your run on debut, which was fantastic. You got in the A League team of the week Played along with Eugene. By the way. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, Karuska was out. LaRocca was out. But the team, in my opinion, showed a lot more fighting spirit than it has done for the previous twelve matches. And whether that's due to you coming in the lineup and obviously a little bit of a change, I'm not too sure. But as this the way forward now because it was a display. It wasn't typically of Adelaide United where was, the football was pretty, the pitch was bad, the wind and all that. But is this the way to go forward now with those types of uh, sort of displays? Oh, look, we, we spoke about that uh, yesterday, actually, uh, before 
before the game and spoke about the way we're going to play and things like that. And we, you know, Adelaide, we want to play attractive football. We don't want to play ugly. We don't want to park the bus. We don't want to be that style or known for that. But at the same time, there's certainly a time and place where you have to, like I said, roll the sleeves up and, and get stuck in. Um, you know, you look at a Sydney conceded five goals in so far this season. Like yeah. that's that's incredible. And they and they do that because they're defensively very well structured and they're and they're hard to break down. So there is a time, there is a place to be that sort of team. But if we can win pretty, uh, like the squad did last year, then ultimately that's the goal. Um, you know, me me coming in that that didn't change anything. That was just it was windy, it was wet, it was cold, it was it wasn't a pretty game over there. So so there wasn't another option but to do that. Yeah. Um, but hopefully tonight uh, we can play good football and get the result that way. Um, but if we have to roll the sleeves up and we have to, you know, do a few tackles, then so be it. Well, guaranteed to have a few tackles in this game. Uh, I mean, you've obviously you watched the first one um, where Adelaide got done in the the ninety third minute. Marco Royas with a late goal, and obviously uh, Bazanic. Uh, clipping one of the Adelaide boys and uh, Enrique, and he was out for a few. So it's going to have a bit of heat. But also in saying that, the referee for tonight's match, and I'm actually astounded that he's been appointed uh, for a clash of this magnitude. It's two versus bottom. Um, he's the guy that reported Guilherme Moore in that match against Perth Glory. Now, I don't think he's going to get the best of the receptions. Is it going to matter who's out in the middle tonight? Ah, uh, look, it's... You know the ref- the referees get criticised one way or another. Um, you know it's we recognise that it's hard for a referee to make the right decision every time he's going to make mistakes. Um, as long as it doesn't jeopardise the result of a match, uh, that's that's the biggest thing for I think every player in the A League. As long as that one decision doesn't change the the final result. Um, look, emotions always run high in this match. Uh, I sat on the bench in that game, and I reckon I was you know kicking my heels, I really wanted to get out there and have a go. But mm. um, we have to control that emotion. Uh, there's certain players on the pitch. If you if you roll them up, they sort of play better. I think Bessart Barish is one of those. You know, he can he can get angry and get frustrated very quick. But when he does that, he seems to be more dangerous. So you have to be a little bit smart with these sorts of situations. But if we can get a goal early or, you know, change the mood of the camp and the fans early, I think we can really go on with it. But again, it's not going to come easy and the boys are going to have to do well, and hopefully the referee has a game where he doesn't have to make those important decisions that mm. can change things. Taylor, one important question is, how are you going to stop Borussia? Yeah, look, they've got, they got weapons all over the field at the moment. Um, you know, Bess obviously scores the goals, but at the same time, Rojas is scoring. Mm. Troisi's, we all know about mm. Troisi. Ben Calfala's come into form. You've got Bazanich Valeri. They've got a good side, you know, but it's not one person. Um, we defenders in 11, so it's not me versus Bess or it's not Dylan versus Bess. Um, but if, if he wants to put his hands up and try and take me head off, then I, I, I welcome the challenge. All the best to him. We're chatting to Adelaide United's Taylor Regan. Taylor, you weren't there last year. The boys were able to turn it around and go on to win the Premier's plate, but that is out of the equation this year apart from finals. What's the mood like in the camp? And do they talk about the fact that they were able to turn it around last year? Yeah, look, initially... You know, it was what was being talked about. I, I arrived um, after the season had already started, so I, I wasn't here for pre-season. But um, from all rep- it's always tough when you when you're the champion. Teams seem to rise against you, um, mm. but we can't keep saying that because we're 14 rounds in now. Um, 
So, yeah, yeah, look, there's always going to be comparisons drawn. Um, you know, oh, we lost players, we didn't change them with the right players or whatever, but it's football. There's a salary cap. As soon as a team wins the league, and naturally they're going to get players, all of a sudden their demands for a higher salary are going to happen. All of a sudden their ambitions are going to change, things like that. So it is very difficult um, to consistently keep a strong squad throughout the league. Mm. Um, you know, I, I'm... I'm I still say that, you know, obviously I've been at Newcastle where, where they've struggled for a few years until this year they're doing better. But this club is, is a lot better run than that. You know, the the, the fans are good. Um, the playing group is good. The coaching staff is good. Even, you know, the media, you know, they all know football around here. It's a football town from what I can see. So it's good. You ask, like people ask the right questions. People know the right answers. It's just if we can all come together to lift the team up, then... It's going to be brilliant again, but right now, yeah, the Premier's play is probably out of the equation. But we're only seven points out of the six, yeah. you know. And 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 typically Australian football is, yeah, first past the post is good, but you know people want to win the grand final, so we're not out of that equation just yet. Taylor, hang there. We'll do more with you in just a sec. We'll go to a song. We'll come back with Taylor Egan from Adelaide United, the Real Football Show, Triple M. Triple M, it is the Real Football Show, thanks to CMI Toyota and making his debut on the show today is Taylor Regan. Yourself, personally, obviously, um, I mean, you you got a little bit of game time the week prior to the last game against Wellington where you you made your run on debut. I thought you were going to come into the lineup a lot earlier because the defence hasn't been clicking and uh, Gouladmos persisted with a lot of players for a long, long time and... Obviously, you've come to the line. Did you did you think that maybe you're never gonna play a minute for Adelaide United? You got you got. To, I mean, you got twelve games in, and we hadn't seen you. I think what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's uh, I sort of did an interview the other day, and they sort of asked me a similar question. Like, is it frustrating? You know, any football wants to play. There's no doubt about that. But but you also have to be respectful of the situation and, and the players that are ahead of you. You know. I, I wouldn't say Dylan McGowan or Jakubola Rocker have, have started the season poorly. Mm. You know they've been they've been good players for us, um, and they will continue to be good players for the rest of the season. You don't become a bad player overnight. Um, they won the title last year, and Glamour is a very very loyal guy. You know yeah. he puts his faith in players and and he backs them, um, and that's what every player wants from a coach. They want someone that will back them, and that's what he does. Um, so was I surprised not to play earlier? Maybe a little bit, but but at the same time, I fully respected his decision and I understand what he what was happening. Uh, now I've got a chance, and now it's my chance to to hold on to that spot. I mean, if we don't give away silly goals and we keep some clean sheets and maybe get some results, then then I expect to continue to play now, having got that position now. I'm going to ask you a hard one now. Um, there's well, been a lot of well, that wasn't window. hard. <laughs> Step yourself no. in. Keep the phone on. A lot of innuendo about Amor, his coaching style, players aren't happy, there's clicks in the group. You know, all these excuses are coming out for uh, the results not happening. You coming from outside, how do you see the group and obviously the coaching staff? Nah, the, the group's strong. The coaching staff, are, like I said, they're really good guys. They know football. Um, the way they break down a game before games and opposition and how we play and things like that, it's second to none from what I've been privy to in the past. Um, so for me, there's not an issue there. Um, I, I said, again, I said the other day, 
any competition with a salary cap, momentum is the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, it's every team on their day can win the game. Mm. It's not like the English Premier League that if every team plays well, you know that Man United and Man City, they're going to win. Yeah. In this competition, if every team plays well, it's going to be very, very tight. So momentum's such a big thing. And, you know, I, my last season at Newcastle was, was an absolute basket case um, with what happened with with a certain coach sacking players and things like that. And the mentality of that group compared to the mentality of this group is chalk and cheese. You know, they, we've got strong leaders. We've got our foreign players are brilliant. They're professional. They're good guys. Our local players, our senior players like Tarek, James Holland, Dylan McGowan, they're good players, and the young boys are good. You know, it's everything is there. Yeah. It's momentum right now is is shot, but it has to change, and there's only one way to do that, and that's hard work. Now, Taylor, turning our attention back to tonight, what do we have to do to get the result we want? Oh, we're going to play the way we did last time we played them. You know, last time we played them, we lost two one, but we played well. Oh yeah. Um, and and we were unlucky. You know, we had chances to win the game and kill it off earlier, and it didn't happen, but. Again, we don't want to keep harping on the past, but we know what we can do and we know what we can, what we have to do to beat them. Um, so I won't give too much away, but obviously if we can stop their front third and we can maybe get in behind their back four, you know, I think we can cause some dramas. We have pace in wide areas and we have, we have class around midfield. So we've got, we've got all the tools to beat them. And you haven't experienced it yet, but it's something we talk about every year when we get to this time of year in Adelaide is the heat, and the heat does play a factor. And the good thing is, you know, United can train in it and they get used to it. Victory's going to come over and it's going to be, what, 38 degrees tonight by, by kickoff. How are the boys prepared for that? Yeah, look, it's, it's going to be warm. Um, I, I've spent 12 months in Malaysia, so this heat... This is nothing. Whilst 38, yeah, well, whilst the, the humidity is nothing, yeah, the heat's still there. And, and for someone who's only played 190 minutes, I'm going to be certainly feeling it late in the game. But look, the boy, there's no excuses. We played in windy, wet Wellington last week and we coped and they're used to that condition. So, you know, Melbourne will adapt to it just as we will and maybe a drinks break in, in the middle of the first half might be all right if, if Val hasn't upset that referee already. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, we'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it? No rebuttal to that, Val? <laughs> Well, if he reads the paper, he might get upset. I tell you what, on debut, Taylor is on fire. <laughs> oh, happy to do it. <laughs> well, good luck tonight. We're all backing you, you guys. You'll grind out the result. And hey, for a debut on the you know the Real Football Show, Taylor killed it. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Uh, no, very happy to be on here. And thanks, guys. And thanks for the support. And hopefully we can repay the, the faith of the fans tonight with a good performance. Well, let's hope they can. What a big game at High Mars Stadium. We've said it all morning and we'll continue to say it. It'll be a huge game. Taylor Rigg and uh, Phil, uh, how did you see him? Look at the Newcastle Jets. I think yep. when we were going through some time, all uh, Taylor was a, a guy that you could rely on. I think he was... Uh, he held himself in the right way. He took a lot of responsibility on his own <coughs> shoulders. And look, hopefully he can do that again with Adelaide. They're in a similar situation tonight, and I think his input's going to be critical for them. And look, I wish him well. He's a good guy. Good guy? Yeah, good guy. Now, Val, we can win tonight, but the important question is, will we win tonight? Three points would be unbelievable. I've backed him for 13 rounds. I'm backing him again tonight. <laughs> You're backing him again? <laughs> I'm backing him again I reckon tonight. You put the, I reckon you... you, you you, you, you put the mozzers on them, I reckon. And I'm bottom in the advertiser tips, by the way. But that's that's just loyalty. No, they can do it. They can do it tonight. And I think tonight is the game where uh, Adelaide can make a big statement. A big statement? To the rest of the A-League. Absolutely. 
Well, let's hope so. Beautiful. Well, up next, we'll get the boys' opinions on what needs to be done and how they can make that big statement. Yes. It is the Real Football Show, already 32 degrees outside, so stay cool. We're doing it for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. (laughs) 104.7 Triple M, it is the Real Football Show this morning. It is a stellar lineup. Phil Stubbins, ex-United assistant manager, Newcastle Jets manager, Val Miliacho from the Advertiser, and the legend himself, KG. Thank you, Alex. Look, uh, fellas, I, I just want to sit back now with our listeners on Triple M. Big game tonight. We've said it about 25 times already this morning. I want you two guys to tell me, to win this game tonight, what does United need to do? Put your coaching hat on, Phil. If you were, if you were coaching tonight, Adelaide United, what would be your instructions to the players? Look, I think Melbourne Victory will be coming here pretty buoyant and confident. We have to take take that away from them. And for me, I think it's going to be a waste of time sitting back and hoping for a result. I think that Adelaide need to get the crowd behind them tonight. Yep. They have to take the game to Melbourne Victory right from the offset, get stuck in. I'm talking a little bit in the old-fashioned way, but I think we need to really ignite the flame of, of what Adelaide United potentially could be because at the moment we've waited now 13 games and it's just not happened. Something needs to be a spark. We need to draw a line in the sand and say we're going to have a red-hot crack tonight. And then thereafter, the first whistle, we'll see what pans out. Are you saying that we've been perhaps a little bit soft, Adelaide United? Yeah, look, I think, for me, looking from the outside in, KG, something's missing. Yeah, there's something, obviously. There's something not there, you know. You've got Kevin Muscat as, a, as the forefront of Melbourne victory. There's a bit of steel, there's some resolve yep. attached to yep. the, the football club. There's a clear identity. At the yep. moment, for me, Adelaide United, they're lacking that identity. There's not enough mangrel within the framework of the yes. football club. I love that word. And it, 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 it's, it's spread to this point where we're, we're hoping that they go there tonight. Yep. We're going to have a great crowd at Hindmarsh Stadium. But listen, Melbourne Victory should be coming here fearful of Adelaide yep. United and potentially the game that's going to be put in front of them. So we need to fire up and get ourselves in a position where we're able to win the game and We've let ourselves down, I think, this far this, uh, to this point. Well, I've got my shorts and boots on fired up now after that. Phil, now, now Bear, your point of view with tonight's game? I think uh, Melbourne's got a definite weak spot. What's and that? F- for me, it's their back four. Their back four. If, if Adelaide can keep the ball down that end, uh, it, for me, it's not a very strong back four. Uh, Garia, Bora, Donaghy, Donaghy uh, and, uh, and uh, Broxon, I beg your pardon. Thomas is a good goalkeeper. But you've got the other side of the pitch. If it stays up the other side of the pitch, Valeri, Bazanish, Troisi, who's flying eye, Barisha, uh, Ben Kalfala and Royce, Adelaide will Austin. be in trouble. Austin, and Austin if he comes on, he's, he's like a stallion. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if they can keep it down the other end and keep the back four under pressure, three points will be coming home. If we don't get the three points, is, is, that, is that the ball game? Well, it's 14 games with, with seven points. and It's know, not to, ideal. Look, look I, I think I mentioned a point there before, KG, about what, what's going on at the club, who's actually making the stance, what, what's, what's going on behind the scenes to galvanise this group and gel them towards attaining something between now and the end of the season. There's a lot of players off contract. There's a lot of angst, I would say, amongst the players that are playing within the framework of the group. Yep. Yeah. They've not recruited well. The players that achieved the grand final successes of last year might be a little bit pissed off, to be honest, without well, yeah. you know, swearing about things. Yeah. That they never recruited in a way that they could appendage onto what they attained last year and go on with it. So now they're in this position of being you know, from champions to the bottom of the league. And there'll be people within the framework of that squad that are, are, are scratching their head and thinking, what is going on? So... 
as I said, they need a leader. They need somebody to really galvanise these troops and say, regardless of who's taking well, who, the pitch. Who's that person? Surely it's a, a more the coach. Surely he's got to set the pattern. Surely he's got to be he's got to be up front and be the leader. Surely. Well, he does. Uh, at the end of the day, the book stops with, with the head boy. And um, look, for me, what a fantastic, great gentleman. He's been a great player and everything else, etc., etc. Can I pose this question? Is he look? His performance with the Adelaide has been fantastic, but it, but can he be too nice? Yeah, look, I think uh, is that unfair? In in a yes or no answer, I would say yeah, he's a little bit a little bit too nice, perhaps. See, reading his article in this morning's advertiser, I, I, the impression I got was that gee whiz, you know, what a gentleman! He he thanked the fans, he apologised to the fans for holding him up and so forth, and I I I just felt. From a supporter of United, I'd like a bit more mongrel. Is but that unfair? His niceness worked last year. It did. Yeah. Correct. Right. They like... won, they've won the double on the back Correct. of that because the leaders were on the park. Yeah, and I think you, you, you've, you've sort of hit the nail on the head there, Val. I think last year there was a core group of players that dragged that team over the line. Yes. And I feel that they had that mongrel in them and then they got the confidence, they got the momentum going into the finals and they did what they did. Was it on the strength of, of a more inspiring these players? Uh, you know, you'd have to say he played a big part in that. Correct. But now we've got to this point where there seems to be a void between... Uh, the players we've lost. The players that you've lost, the actual yeah. mentality and the identity of the team. And, 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 you know, as I said to you before, we play a Melbourne victory at home tonight. We need to make a proper stance. Enough's enough. We've drawn a line in the sand. Let's get out there and have a red-hot crack. Mm-hmm. I think they started the season off poorly. I think it, it, it started, let's go from the start, pre-season was an absolute nightmare. Yep. Um, and you're right, they, they recruited, but the balance I don't think was correct. They brought in, I think their best recruit, their best recruits have been Enrique and Taylor Regan. But the balance hasn't been very good. And I've written about this, and I think their second tier up-and-coming yep. players, very good up-and-coming players. Yep. But... Amor cannot look to the bench when the side's at 1-1 and get a Tiger out there and say, go win the game for us, because unfortunately these young men aren't at that level just yet. Well, they're not. It goes back, I said before, about the recruiting, Val. You know, a lot of the teams at the top end, and you know, Melbourne Victory is a prime example, they sound some quality players. If you look at their bench, if you look at Sydney FC and what they've got on the bench, and then you, you, we're speaking about Adelaide United now, with all respect to the young guys that are coming through, this year should have been the learning curve for them, but they've been thrown into the lines then. Mm. Have they done a good job? Yeah, they've done a great job. But to actually win games in the A-League now at the top end, you need a quality product on the pitch week in, week out. Well, there's a fine line. How many, what, four, four matches they lost in the 93rd minute? Mm. Like at 1-1. So that's the fine line in the A-League where it should have gone the other way, but... You drop it was your bundle late, bang. Yeah, McGowan mentioned something in the, in the press. I think it might have been yourself that was speaking to him, Val, about the structure. He's, he's not really happy with the structure of how things have been put to the table defensively. So that, for me, is a bit of a head-scratcher as to, to what was happening last year. It's the same back four. There's no real difference. Michael Moroni, OK, it's, it's been happening injured. upfield, I think. Phil. Yeah, but, the, but they're conceding those goals, as you just said, Val. Yeah, but I think, you, we, let's be quite frank, Isaias and James Holland isn't working. Well, it's, I said right there's the, one or the other. Yeah, look, I, I came out there and thought the balance of that wasn't right. We needed somebody that was was able to step into the the void of, of Stefan Mork and be somebody that was both creative and a goal threat. I don't think James is that type player. In fact, you know, I think he comes in there and pretty much tries to do the job that Isaias does. Mm. So we've got two players there. 
really doing the uh, for the price of one. And we're not getting those attacks. We're not getting those strikes on goal. And they're not creating or scoring the opportunities that we had in the team last year. And then Guardiola, he started off well. Um, now he's sort of dipped away a little bit. He's, in my opinion, he's working a little bit less than what he was doing in the beginning. F for me, and I'm not a coach. I've been a junior coach. He would work better in a in a four four two formation where he's got it or somebody closer to him. And at the moment, the players are too far away. Gee, how in the hell are we going to win tonight? Listen to you two guys. <laughs> no, how in the hell are we going to win tonight? I'm, 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 I'm bloody depressed Look, now. Look, if, if, no, if we're like this, then hopefully the playing group's like this <laughs> and they go out there and they take all that negativity and that frustration and angst yeah. onto the pitch with them tonight and hopefully we get a result. The other issue, Amoy, out of contract, is that having any effect on, on the playing side of things? Do you think? Big Not time. knowing who's going to be the coach next year? Big time. Well, surely the club's got to show some, I can't say the word, but surely they've, they've got to show some strength and, and say, look, for the sake of the club, for the sake of the players, we need a, we need a decision. You're staying where you're going. 80% of the team's coming off contract. Yep. And this is the window where, right now, where other clubs can start talking to uh, whoever they want. And they were, they've already done it with these years. Now, it, it, we can't afford to lose him. No. Well, they, they, he's been made the number one priority. For next season. By, by United. So the general manager of football, Ante Kovacevic, said Izaias is the number one priority. And he wants to stay in Adelaide, which is good, because you can build a team around Izaias. But will he will he stay if he doesn't know who the coach is? He's very happy here, and I think he's the type of guy that... he He's the guy with mongrel in the team, and I think the players in the, in the side should look at what he's doing. But he's the type of guy, I don't think it matters who coaches the team. He's loyal yeah. to, to Adelaide. To Adelaide. He loves the place and he'll just work. He'll just work for whoever. Will they win, Val? They will. Phil? It's going to be a tough game. Look, I, I don't want to be negative. Uh, you know, I've been here pushing and pushing and pushing yep. and everything else about Adelaide United and, and back them all the way. But it's got to a point now where I'm pretty frustrated of, of, of where they're at. They need to go out there, and I need to see a change tonight. I really do. Mm, there you go. Okay, you've heard it from the experts. That was pretty comprehensive. Well done, boys. Mm. Up next, though, there's a big job going in Melbourne, and will one of the yes. boys on the panel here be up for that job? Wow, we'll find hello. out. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. This is The Real Football Show, Triple M. 104.7 Triple M. We're doing it thanks to CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. What are we doing? We're doing the Real Football Show this morning. Ex-Adelaide United assistant manager and, of course, Newcastle Jets head coach. And maybe up for a certain job. We'll find out in a second. Chris Stubbins <laughs> yes, is on the exactly. show. Head uh, football writer for the advertiser, Val Miliacho and KG. Good on you, Alex. And, of course, talking about uh, coaching jobs, Melbourne City uh, uh, are yet to appoint a, uh, a full-time coach. How are you, Phil? Yeah, very well, thank you. <laughs> look, at, uh, look, I'm not sure. Melbourne City, you'd have to say that Gomba would be at the front of the queue for that no, one. Well, but being serious, yeah. yourself, would you consider it? Oh, look, if somebody picked the phone up and they wanted to have a chat with me, then obviously you'd be, you know. Crazy not to. Exactly right. It's a fantastic club, highly resourced. Um, I've got a house about 400 yards away from their training well, pitch in Melbourne. Oh, oh, you know, so, ready made. You know, look. I don't know. I've got no idea where they'll go. My nose is telling me that probably Gombau. You know, you've got Michael Petrillo there now. You've got Michael Valkanis there. Yep. Gombau. So you've got a past regime at Adelaide United. And I think that Michael Petrillo will be trying to. But if someone those picked stars. up the phone and gave you a call, you'd uh, you'd certainly consider it. Oh look, there's there's no doubt that 
you know, I've been a career coach now, involved in the game for a long time, yep. and, and and any job that you think you can get your teeth stuck into, um, you know, you'd, you'd definitely be interested. And a club as highly resourced as Melbourne, Melbourne City, City, you can really have an impact there. Yeah. The other interesting part of that was there was an article in the Australian the other day that suggested that that Graham Arnold, even though he's just on an extension with the, with Sydney, they should make him their target. If you put another O on the uh, on on the payroll. That to possibly they could get Graham uh, Graham Arnold. Yeah, well they need they need a coach who's strong, I think, and Arnie's very strong. But I doubt that he'd leave Sydney. But I think the problem with Melbourne City and and John Van Skip leaving right now was a massive surprise. Obviously, he's got family issues to attend to in Holland. Family comes first. But Melbourne City, since the start, and they've been in the A League now seven seasons, if yeah. my memory serves me correctly. They lack an identity. We can't say an actual player is a Melbourne City like Adelaide United had Travis Dodd, yeah, say Ross Aloisi. Yeah, yeah, you could keep going through the list. I think, yeah, you know, Vidi yourself. There's no, it lacks identity. Last night they had just over ten thousand people in a, in Amy Amy Park in a city of what four million? Yeah, close to. They, they they clearly they they might be well funded and well resourced and they've got Tim Kale as their marquee. Yep. But they they lack the complete package as a football club. It's almost like it's a team just to hold a few players for a little bit and then move them on yeah. and away we go. Well, Val, no, who would you appoint? You need someone. Well, who's that someone? Well, if it was me, yeah, yeah, that, I'd I'd go for somebody a lot stronger than the names mentioned. I'd go for someone outside with a massive reputation. Like who? A marquee. There's plenty of good European, British coaches I think that might be able to come in. I can't think off the top of my head. But if they want an identity, I think they, they – and they got the money to pay whoever they like. Yeah, look, it's an interesting topic and conversation that we're having. I, I, I think for me – Melbourne City have always been this team that have not really had a clear identity attached to them. You know, you've got Melbourne victory now at the top end of the competition, yeah. Sydney FC and how Arnie's shaped that culture within the framework. You know, Taylor was speaking about the Jets before and, and, and the lack of culture. You know, and if you don't have it, it, it's very detrimental to where you want to get to in the early. And I think for Melbourne City, they've got everything in place, but what they need to put in place is a coach that can create a clear identity, which everyone can gravitate towards, and then make an opinion on whether somebody can come in and play as a Melbourne City player. Because if you go through, who is a Melbourne City player? The, I can't Who epitomises of... Melbourne City? You know, I, I think we'd all struggle to sort of pick that type of a player. Um, I, I think, thought it was going to be Moy, but I mean, obviously he moved on. Well, he's moved on and he's doing fantastic things. What a great player he is. But we're getting off topic there. It's, it's look, who it is that comes in, I think Val's pretty right there in, in what he says. I think for Michael Petrillo, who was the head of football there, he'll be thinking that he did create an identity at Adelaide United. And I have to agree, I think he did that in a, in a pretty good way. And Amor got the benefit of that in that last season, which was the, the championship winning season. So I would say that all the stars aligned to, to Josip Gombau, whether he gets the job or not, who knows. What about Gus Hiddink? Would he be in, in consideration? Big name. Big name. Big name. He'd be, well, the point he'd, you were making. He'd, he'd be great for the game. I don't like him as, as a manager, but he'd be a good appointment. Yeah, look, Gus Hiddink, I think in the World Cup campaign there where we lost to Italy, he, did a, he was a terrific leader of the team and he was pretty ruthless, Val, to be perfectly truthful. And um, he got the team playing in such a way that they had a real resolve. There was a genuine structure about how they went about playing and he didn't take no, you know, 
it was certainly some of them that was driven and it was all about winning games and um, I think for the Australian Socceroos at the time with, with Gus Hiddick in charge there was definitely that clear identity that was he, we've been speaking about Melbourne City lacking. Well, Val, we'll, we'll get Phil Stubbins there, I, I reckon, Val. <laughs> Melbourne City. They can't afford Got a house occasion. around the corner. They can't, they afford, can't afford Phil. <laughs> can't afford me, mate. <laughs> it's the Real Football Show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer, <clears throat> Jimmy Barnes at Triple M. 104.7 Triple M for CMI Toyota. This is the Real Football Show. Phil Stubbins this morning, Val from the Advertiser and KG. Good on you, Alex. Look... Uh... I'm amazed tonight. This game, United victory, it'll, it'll be a tough, physical, hard game. And there's been so much controversy over the standard of refereeing this year in in the uh, in the in the soccer world. I, I'm I'm just staggered that the the referee that reported and had a more suspended has been thrown into the deep end. He's in the Lions Den tonight. Well, Phil, you you (laughs) can imagine when he walks onto Cooper Stadium tonight, you imagine what the 12 or 14,000 fans are going to do? They're going to give him absolutely whatever. They'll give him everything they've got. They'll give him everything they've got. Kevin Muscle will be chirping in his ear about it. So why put the young man in that situation? It's going to make or break him, I think. it's Obviously, it's a very high-profile game. There's obviously that angst between the two clubs. Exactly. He's had that decision that was involved in a Moore's red card. Correct. So, look, uh, as I said to you, it's it's a make or break for him. But why appoint him to it? Why throw him into the deep end? I don't understand it. I I really don't understand it. I, I think it's poor, but the refereeing this season has been abysmal, in my opinion. And I, I don't like attacking referees, but it has been atrocious. Well, that, that, that's another reason why I'm amazed that the, the, this young man's been, been thrown into the deep end, for goodness sake. Yeah. He'll cop a bucket load of remember watching a, a game the other night, there was a, a referee who's just appointed to the FIFA panel, Sean Evans. There was a player coming across in the front of the box. He was running towards the referee. The referee... It was he laid the ball off. Yeah. The referee was in the way of a layoff and a yeah, shot. Yeah. And you're thinking, how can this happen? How can you not be aware of, mm. of where the ball is? You see a ball yeah. Uh, yeah. A player's dribbling towards you. He wants to lay the ball off and you don't move out of the way. He actually blocked a shot. This is in the Wellington game. Yeah, look, I think the player clattered into him to shoot. Look, it's a difficult job. We, we're it's always, difficult, but yeah, you need common sense. We're always slamming the referees, but in terms, no, of, we're not always slamming, in terms of trying to help them, uh, for me, there's not enough interaction with the clubs. They should be coming over to training. They should be involved in mm. games at training. They should be interacting with the players. Correct. They should be getting a, a, a grasp a of the landscape and yep. a feel yep. of, of what the players expect. But there isn't. There seems to be this, this divide between their mentality and the playing group, and, you know, it's, it's been at the level that it's been this year. It's not been great. And that's all the way through. There's an us versus them mentality, and I've seen that at grassroots as well. And this has only happened over the last seven mm. or eight years. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And there's no communication. Referees after games in the state league, you get into the, the, the club rooms, they'd be dr- having a drink with the players and, mm. you know, okay, they, it might have been a silly red card or whatever, but they'd get on with yeah. it. And Correct. then next week, we'd, and next week we'd be back. Exactly. But at the moment, they turn up, get out of their cars, get in the change rooms, get on the pitch and go. Yeah. They're scared us. to talk to anybody. Well, that's it. That interaction needs to start happening, in my opinion. Yeah. Gee, right. hey, wouldn't he make a good coach, Phil? <laughs> yeah. He would. <laughs> make a great coach. Okay, he's my agent. He would. He's he's a job going I'm your man, Phil. I'm your man. Okay, back with more on the Real Footy Show. <laughs> We're doing it thanks to CMI Toyota South Australia's number one Toyota dealer.
Triple M's Real Football Show. The biggest names and the biggest issues affecting fans of the round ball. Terrific run and a super finish. With Chris Dittmar. Can I just pick him up there? I'm 52 and I'm not growing up or mature. <laughs> and Scottish football superstar Albie Kidd. The Triple M Real Football Show. Yes, welcome back to the Real Footy Show. Of course, this is not with us now. There's Albie Kidd. We've got uh, Phil Stubbins, the ex-coach of Melbourne City. We've got uh, Val Miliachi from... Uh, <laughs> From the Adelaide Avatar. Let's let me stop you there, mate. <laughs> All right, that's enough you now. Got I'm not going to get the Melbourne City job, but great. I'm Thanks, trying KG. to get the job. I love him. KG's my man. Signed and sacked within, what, 20 minutes? <laughs> oh, brilliant. And, of course, the big game tonight at, uh, at Cooper Stadium, a beauty between United and at Melbourne Victory, I can't wait to get near the night and see Kevin Musket go off. It'll be fantastic. We'll also uh, talk to Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Regan uh, from United and Johnny Cosmina. Cosy will join us a little later. And I want to talk to Val and, uh, and Phil about uh, who they should get Adelaide United so far as the, uh, the transfer market is concerned. What players do we need? Who do we, who do we go for? So put your thinking cap on, guys. Go to the coach. <laughs> right not, now? Not yet. No, no. City future manager. See, we'll do that yeah. very soon. Yeah, gee, I Up love next, it. the boys have it. their opinion on the big game tonight. It's the Real Football Show for CMI Toyota, Triple M. 104.7 Triple M with REM. It's the Real Football Show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. 11 past eight, already 32 degrees, so stay cool out there. Yeah, 41 degrees today. It'll be pretty uh, pretty hot on the pitch tonight too at Cooper Stadium. Coming up uh, on the program this uh, hour, we'll talk to uh, Taylor Regan, Manlade United. We'll get the boys' thoughts on uh, who, they, who we should go for. United, uh, so far as the transfer market is concerned. And Cozzy, Cozzy, yeah. Uh, well, John Cosmeta will join us a little later with his thoughts on tonight's game. But, fellas, how do you see tonight's game? United versus Victory. Tough game. Uh, what is it? Two versus the bottom of the table. Yeah, that's right. So, on form, you'd have to say the Victory uh, would go into the game red-hot favourites. But uh, at home, we have our next two games at home, Melbourne City next week at home, these next two games surely are critical so far as our season's concerned. Phil, yeah, surely. We, we've mentioned before, you know, uh, as I've just mentioned, it, there's a line in the sand now. That's enough. Enough's enough. I like that. Let's get out there. Let's have a red-hot crack. Yep. You know, get the crowd behind us. I think, Alex, you mentioned off-air about if we score that first goal, goal, it should be the mindset, let's get that first goal. And then we can really build and get the momentum in the game, get the crowd behind us. You know, I think Melbourne will be coming there pretty buoyant and, and confident in, in, obviously, their past five or six weeks and, and the victories that they've got. Um, so, look, for Adelaide tonight, big, huge, massive game. The crowd needs to get behind them, but they need to go out there and really go out with a, a, a convicted effort to get a result. Would you agree with that, with Phil's comments, Val, that we've got to start on a positive note, take the game away from victory, get the crowd involved and get that first goal? They've got to get into their faces straight up from from the get-go, right into their faces. And, uh, I mean, Taylor Regan, uh, he said that Barish is the type of player, if you fire him up, you'll get the best out of him. And somehow they've got to keep Barisha... <laughs> Out of the question. Uh, on ferry floss for the whole match. I don't, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't how know do you do that? I, I don't know how to do it because he gets fired up at anything. But so James for me, Troisi so for me is yeah. the is the a massive key. I'd let you to sign Troisi, by the way. They can still sign him because obviously... Um, yeah, he's a missing link that, that Victor now is putting him some strings for them. and For the, for the new season. Yeah. Should have, would have, could have. Well, but he's, he's the massive key for Melbourne victory. He's only scored a goal this season. But for me, he's the main man for the attack. Well, who's the main man for United tonight? As, as Phil was saying, we've got to get on the front foot. 
line, uh, draw a, a line in the sand and, and take them on. Who's Who are the players for United to do that? I think it starts from the, the captain, Eugene. Eugene first, Dylan McGowan. They all have to step up. Elrich is a yes, Guardiola. Well, you mentioned before just uh, about Borussia and he, how we're going to not, you know, he's going to get fired up. How we're going to stop that? For me, it should be that we match yeah, but that intensity. Good point. We actually say to Borussia, you know what, mate? You're getting as fired up as you are. Yeah. We're going to go and stand over the top of you, mate. That, that, that. That's how it needs to be. And it needs to be the whole club, the coach, everyone that's involved in the game tonight needs to be fired up to a point where they're going to match Borussia and Kevin Masker and everybody else who wants to come into our back garden. Because if they don't, they're going to lose the game again, Val. That's so you reckon fire him up? Fire him up, mate. Let's have a if real If he gets crack. fired up tonight, he scores a hat-trick, Phil. I'm coming to your house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but he's saying match the intensity, which I think is a fair point. No, you're right. Match the intensity. I, I, I agree with Phil. Mm. Totally. Match the intensity. Because he'll, he'll get into the faces of, obviously, Taylor Regan and, and Dylan McGowan tonight, without a doubt. He'll, look, he'll, he'll be in their look faces. Look, for Taylor, it's a huge game at home. He's playing at Hamar Stadium. It's going to be his first run out there for the club. He'll be wanting to do his best. He knows that Borussia is, is you know, if not the best striker in the competition, he's very close to that. Guardiola should be thinking, I want to match what this Borussia's bringing to the table and bring his own, service his own game in the way that Borussia does for, for Melbourne Victory. And he's not on his Jack Jones. He'll be Calfalar. There'll be all the rest of the players that are playing for Melbourne Victory going out there expecting to win. Yeah, Adelaide need to go out there tonight and expect to, to win, win the game. Where do you think, boys, that the heat is going to stand from two aspects? A, the players, but the crowd. Is the crowd going to stay away? Are they going to get involved with this heat? No crowd again in a victory game is not a good sign no. for United. There'll be a crowd. But also, how the players going to go? I think there'll be a, cra- a crowd, and they'll be behind Adelaide United. It'll be twelve. Uh, I think we're going to. Yeah, well, they should get up to close to 15,000. 15, 15? And I'd say maybe more than 1,000 victory supporters as well. So that'll add to the atmosphere. And, and just I hope that everyone Behaves stays it. within the spirit of the game. Yep. Because uh, the game does get picked on for being silly sometimes. Yeah, look, and again, I don't think the heat's going to have an effect on anyone's mindset, Alex. So for me, the mindset should be cast. It should be already put in place. They'll have had the team meeting yesterday. They'll go to the game. It'll be more reiteration as to why they want to go and play the game. And then let's see what they produce tonight in the game. Well, interesting. I'll, I'll be keen to see how they start uh, tonight, Adelaide United. If they start well, we're, we're in the ball game, that's for sure. Get down there. It's going to be a fantastic day, it, game down at Cooper Stadium. Super game. It is the Real Football Show. We do it thanks to CMI Toyota right here at Triple M. I feel like I'm having... Triple M, 32 degrees at 20 past 8 this morning. We're doing the Real Football Show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. Earlier in the show, we caught up with Adelaide United's Taylor Regan. As we've been saying, a big game tonight at Cooper Stadium when Adelaide United take on Melbourne Victory. As we welcome to the program and discuss what may happen and may not happen, Taylor Regan. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Taylor, when you're trying to turn things around form-wise, Victory is probably... Probably not the opponent you want to be playing. Yeah, obviously they're confident, but we're, we haven't lost this year, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a good I'm going to run with that as long as we can. <laughs> nah, look, look, they're obviously doing well. Um, you know, we're stuck in a bit of a rut, you could you could say. Um, but we have this team to do it. We have a good squad, um, good coaching staff, excellent supporters. You know, the, there's only one way up. Um, we can. There's two options, you know. We can give up, or we can roll our sleeves up. And I think we showed against Wellington we're willing to roll our sleeves up and have a dig, and that's what we're going to do again tonight. Oh, I think uh, last 
weekend was it weekend New Year's Day? Well, I'm I'm totally <laughs> lost the days. Yeah, uh, last weekend, I think it's. I mean, you were part of the team. But, I mean, you, you you made your run on debut, which was fantastic. You got in the A League team of the week Played along with Eugene. By the way. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, Karuska was out. LaRocca was out. But the team, in my opinion, showed a lot more fighting spirit than it has done for the previous twelve matches. And whether that's due to you coming in the lineup and obviously a little bit of a change, I'm not too sure. But is this the way forward now? Because it was a display. It wasn't typically of Adelaide United where was, the football was pretty, the pitch was bad, the wind and all that. But is this the way to go forward now with those types of uh, sort of displays? Oh, look, we, we spoke about that uh, yesterday, actually, uh, before before the game and spoke about the way we're going to play and things like that. And, we, you know, Adelaide, we want to play attractive football. We don't want to play ugly. We don't want to park the bus. We don't want to be that style or known for that. But at the same time, there's certainly a time and place where you have to, like I said, roll the sleeves up and, and get stuck in. Um, you know, you look at a Sydney conceded five goals in so far this season. Like yeah. that's that's incredible, and they and they do that because they're defensively very well structured and they're and they're hard to break down. So there is a time, there is a place to be that sort of team. But if we can win pretty, uh, like the squad did last year, then ultimately that's the goal. Um, you know, me me coming in that that didn't change anything. That was just. It was windy. It was wet. It was cold. It was. It wasn't a pretty game over there. So, so there wasn't another option but to do that. Yeah. Um, but hopefully tonight uh, we can play good football and get the result that way. Um, but if we have to roll the sleeves up and we have to, you know, do a few tackles, then so be it. Well, guaranteed to have a few tackles in this game. Uh, I mean, you've obviously you watched the first one um, where Adelaide got done in the the ninety third minute. Marco Royas with a late goal, and obviously. Uh, Bozanich uh, clipping one of the Adelaide boys and uh, Enrique, and he was out for a few. So it's going to have a bit of heat. But also in saying that, the referee for tonight's match, and I'm actually astounded that he's been appointed uh, for a clash of this magnitude. It's two versus bottom. Um, he's the guy that reported Guilherme Moore in that match against Perth Glory. Now, I don't think he's going to get the best of the receptions. Is it going to matter who's out in the middle tonight? Uh, look, it's... You know the ref- the referees get criticised one way or another. Um, you know, it, it's we recognise that it's hard for a referee to make the right decision every time. He's going to make mistakes um, as long as it doesn't jeopardise the result of a match. Uh, that's that's the biggest thing for I think every player in the A League. As long as that one decision doesn't change the the final result. Um, look. Emotions always run high in this match. Uh, I sat on the bench in that game, and I reckon I was you know kicking my heels I really wanted to get out there and have a go but mm. um, we have to control that emotion uh, there's certain players on the pitch if you if you roll them up they sort of play better I think Bessart Barish is one of those you know he can he can get angry and get frustrated very quick but when he does that he seems to be more dangerous so you have to be a little bit smart with these sorts of situations but if we can get a goal early or you know change the mood of the camp and the fans early I think we can really go on with it but again it's not going to come easy and the boys are going to have to do well, and hopefully the referee has a game where he doesn't have to make those important decisions that mm. can change things. Taylor, one important question is, how are you going to stop Borussia? Yeah, look, they've got, they got weapons all over the field at the moment. Um, you know, Bess obviously scores the goals, but at the same time, Rojas is score, scoring. Mm. Troisi's, we all know about mm. Troisi. Ben Calfala's come into form. You've got Bazanich, Valeri. They've got a good side, you know, but 
it's not one person. Um, we defend as an 11. So it's not me versus Bess or it's not Dylan versus Bess. Um, but if, if he wants to put his hands up and try and take me head off, then I... I I welcome the challenge. All the best to him. We're chatting to Adelaide United's Taylor Regan. Taylor, you weren't there last year. The boys were able to turn it around and go on to win the Premier's plate, but that is out of the equation this year apart from finals. What's the mood like in the camp? And do they talk about the fact that they were able to turn it around last year? Yeah, look, initially, you know, it was what was being talked about. I, I arrived um, after the season had already started, so I, I wasn't here for pre-season, but... Um, from all, it's always tough when you when you're the champion. Teams seem to rise against you, um, mm. but we can't keep saying that because we're 14 rounds in now. Um, so yeah, yeah. Look, there's always going to be comparisons drawn. Um, you know, oh, we lost players, we didn't change them with the right players or whatever. But it's football. There's a salary cap. As soon as a team wins the league, and naturally they're going to get players all of a sudden their demands for a higher salary are going to happen all of a sudden their ambitions are going to change things like that so it is very difficult um to consistently keep a strong squad throughout the league Mm. um you know i'm i'm i still say that you know obviously i've been at newcastle where where they've struggled for a few years until this year they're doing better but this club is is a lot better run than that you know the, the the fans are good um the playing group is good the coaching staff is good even you know the media you know they all know football around here it's mm. a football town from what i can see so it's good you ask like people ask the right questions people know the right answers it's just if we can all come together to lift the team up then it's going to be brilliant again but right now yeah the premier's plate's probably out of the equation but we're only seven points out of the six yeah you know and 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 typically australian football is yeah first past the post is good but you know, people want to win the grand final. So we're not out of that equation just yet. Now, Taylor, turning our attention back to tonight, what do we have to do to get the result we want? Oh, we're going to play the way we did last time we played them. You know, last time we played them, we lost 2-1, but we played well. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and we were unlucky. You know, we had chances to win the game and kill it off earlier, and it didn't happen. But, again, you don't want to keep harping on the pass, but we know what we can do, and we know what we can, what we have to do to beat them. Um so I won't give too much away, but obviously if we can stop their front third and we can maybe get in behind their back four, I think we can cause some dramas. We have pace in wide areas and we have we have class around midfield. So we've got we've got all the tools to beat them. And you haven't experienced it yet, but it's something we talk about every year when we get to this time of year in Adelaide is the heat, and the heat does play a factor. And the good thing is, you know, United can train in it and they get used to it. Victory's going to come over and it's going to be, what, 38 degrees tonight by by kickoff. How are the boys prepared for that? Yeah, look, it's, it's going to be warm. Um, I've, I've spent 12 months in Malaysia, so this heat... This is nothing. Whilst 38, yeah, well, whilst the, the humidity is nothing, yeah, the heat's still there. And, and for someone who's only played 190 minutes, I'm going to be certainly feeling it late in the game but look the boy there's no excuses we played in windy wet wellington last week and we coped and they're used to that condition so you know melbourne will adapt to it just as we will and maybe a drinks break in in the middle of the first half might be all right if if val hasn't upset that referee already <laughs> i think uh you know we'll leave it there <laughs> yeah oh, that's it no rebuttal to that val <laughs> Well, if he reads the paper, he might get upset. I tell you what, on debut, Taylor is on fire. <laughs> uh, happy to do it. <laughs> well, good luck tonight. We're all backing you, you guys. You'll grind out the result. And hey, for a debut on the you know the Real Football Show, Taylor killed it. 
Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Uh, no, very happy to be on here, and thanks, guys, and thanks for the support, and hopefully we can repay the, the faith of the fans tonight with a good performance. Well, let's hope they can. It'd be, be, be very nice to, to win tonight. Then Melbourne City comes, what, to town next week? Thursday. Thursday, Thursday yeah. And, and knock them off. Wouldn't that be nice to get six points for the next two games? And at, at Highmark Stadium, we're always, surely... Always a big chance to win that game. Look, as you mentioned there, Taylor, the, the seven points out of the six, it's not a lot. No. And are Adelaide United capable of winning two games on the bounce? Absolutely. Are they? Yeah. Well, they are, yeah. Mm. So we'll see what pans out there tonight. Hopefully, we've, we've gone through it now and we've, we've exhausted what they need to bring to the table. <laughs> and um, let, let's hope they can get the three points and kickstart it. Let's hope so. Okay, coming up, I'm going to ask the boys, uh, Phil and Val, who should United uh, chase in the transfer market? Perfect. So For CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. This is the Real Football Show on Triple M. 32 degrees outside at half past eight. Live. <laughs> that was beautiful, KJ. <laughs> 104.7 Triple M. It's the real football show. KG singing along to Green Day. Doesn't get any better than that. We're doing it for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer on the show this morning. Val Miliacho from the advertiser. Phil Stubbins, who KG is angling, will be the next Melbourne dead City set. manager. Yeah, dead set. And, of course, the legend himself, KG. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. It's nothing like a bit of music, but just beautiful. M- music makes Lovely. me happy. Lovely. Absolutely. Now, fellas, I, w- I want a, a strong, decisive answer to, to this next uh, segment. The... Uh, Transfer market is now open for the next three weeks. You've been critical, Val, of uh, their recruiting uh, in, in the past. What sort of players and who should they target now for the next three weeks, Phil? Well, look, I think we've said it from the start of the season. There's a few players that have left the club that haven't been replaced. replaced. Yep. And uh, obviously for me, Stefan Mork is, is somebody that, that needs to be replaced. You know, we need to find, in my opinion, a good attacking central midfield player that works hard for the team, that fits into the profile of their identity that they want for the club. And okay. without, without that player, KG, yep. I think they'll continue to struggle. Well, well, Phil, who is that player? Who would you, ta- if, if you were in United's boot, who would you target for, for, for that position? Look, I think they've probably done some, some homework on that and they'll be obviously digging deep into yep. the realms of, of who's available. I don't know who that is. Yep. I would say that we, we mentioned James Troisi before as, as somebody as a a potential player of that ilk that yep. could do the service the job for the team. That's who I'd be going for. Who it is, I don't know in terms of a name, but they definitely need to replace the missing void of, of Stefan Mork. Can I ask you, so, okay, Mork yeah. hasn't been replaced. Yeah. How about Craig Goodwin? Yeah, well, obviously Craig, I think, came to prominence last year and had a, a terrific campaign, did a great job at left-back in the grand final. Yep. You know, there was question marks over whether he could do that job. But I think the mentality of Craig Goodwin has, has come to the fore whereby he certainly fits into the framework and the profile of the identity of the football club. And that's somebody that we've lost. Yeah, but who's who's come in for him? Do you think... I mean, I mean you Look, never have another Benny, Craig they've Goodwin. Brought, they've brought Benny Garuccia over to the club. Yeah. And I've been on record of saying that I think Benny's done a terrific job. Is he at the level of what Craigie Goodwin was when he left the club? Perhaps not. But he's still on that curve to, to, to get into the heights of where Craig Goodwin is. Okay, so tick. Okay, yeah. so we've got yeah. Benny Garuccio coming yeah. in. Good up-and-coming player. A, he's been one of the real tries this season. Yeah. Okay, Mork, no, not replaced. Bruce Jitte, not he's re- replaced him. For me, he's not being replaced. See, Guardiola? 
Well, look, we we beg to differ on that one, Val. You know, no, but Bruce, hang on, hang on a sec. Bruce went through a spell of eleven months without scoring a goal. Yeah, he did. Okay, he was left alone. I mean, I I, I had a crack every now and again. You in did. Print. You did. You did. <laughs> but he he came good. Yeah. And the last we're missing him out. Yeah, absolutely. But the last fourteen games. He scored 11 goals, and this is when Adelaide came good and won the championship in Premier's play. Okay, so you reckon Jute hasn't been replaced? Bruce Kamal? Not been replaced. Enrique? Uh, not been replaced. Oh, so you reckon Enrique hasn't stepped up into that same sort of I think of Enrique has done a, a decent job, uh, I have to say. I think he's a leading goal scorer, actually, with three goals. So yeah. I'm sort of conflicting myself there. But there you are. For me, <laughs> for me with, with Kamal... You know, a young kid scoring goals in the grand final, all the potential in front of him. I don't think he should have been let go. And I think down the track... Oh, I if... think I, I don't think they wanted to let him go. He had bad advice yeah, well, there, but anyway. So you're saying uh, Enrique has replaced Kamau in the same vein of, of player that they brought to the table? No, but he's not a bad... He's he's okay. I'll give it... Enrique... I'll, I'll go oh, with tick, that one. Tick, tick that, that one. one. Yep. Pablo Sanchez. Impact player. Have they got that impact player? What did he get last year? Eight goals? Seven or eight, but well, he's not being scored in the grand final. He's not being replaced. Okay, so out of the five, we we're saying that, or you're you're saying, three out of the five haven't been replaced, and that's so therein lies the problem. That's pretty big. Yeah, well, it does. We're just discussing what they need to do. You know, they, they've lacked. You know, Craig Goodwin scores goals as well. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we haven't had that. But we're throwing up names in this transfer window. You throw up James Truisi, that is obviously for next season, not not yeah, right now. Unless, now. unless Kevin Musket says, "No, here you go, have, have James." <laughs> That's not going to happen. Right? Fair enough. Well, but, well uh, who would you chase, Val? Nathan Burns. Everybody we've, keeps. We've talked his about him up. time and time again, and I know that his club FC Tokyo have been trying to move him on within the Japanese J League to another club. There was a deal which was about to be done with some Fletcher Hiroshima. It fell over. FC Tokyo still want compensation for Nathan Burns because his contract comes up in June. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. So he should be a target right now. He, need, he needs to play because if he doesn't start playing regularly, that World Cup dream for Nathan Burns will be dead. Well, is United talking to some of these players that you guys have mentioned? Are I, they, are, <clears throat> have they spoken to them? I'd say so. Not not directly to players, through but their through agents. their agents. Yep. Dario Vitasic is another player. Obviously, he played here until 2013. Just been released by his club in China. Um, I think that was made public a couple of days ago. Married an Adelaide girl um, oh, back in November. They're looking at him. I know that for a certain. James Holland. Could be moved on into China, where Jane, where uh, Vidasic was. That's uh, Leonong Lian, Huwin, where James Troisi was as well. Well, in terms of the needs of the team, obviously you'd say that Dario could fill that void, that attacking is central he, midfield player. But is he player. a Steph Mork type of player? No, he's not, but he's got the qualities behind him. Has he got the right mentality and all the other things that you, you look into the profile of the player? But I would say right now, if you can bring somebody in that's going to help and assist the team, Dario would be somebody, in my opinion, that could help the side. And Nathan Burns... You know, you can move, move Thirio into the middle of the park, perhaps. I like that, Thirio. You know, and it's, um, well, I, I can speak Spanish if you want me to. <laughs> well, lift. <laughs> that, that's it. See, that's see, all I can say. Spanish. He, he's multi-talented. See, too. Guardiola, I can say that as well. That's Spanish. Guardiola. Guardiola. And you're talking about uh, Roy Krishna as well. But well, that's Roy obviously... Krishna is somebody that, for me, I don't know Wellington what his contractual player. situation is, but 
Adelaide United could do with the the the, the service that that Roy Krishna brings to the table for for Wellington Phoenix. What does he bring to the table for United? Well, he scores goals. He's got pace. He's got a vibrancy about him. He's yep. energetic. He, he's a, he's a hard at it type player. He doesn't shake the hard work. Got some mongrel He has, and yeah. I think he's he, he's for me. He fits the profile of of the type of player that Adelaide United need. You know, you look at the wingers of the past. Your Travis Dodds, your yeah. Matthew Leckies. Travis Dodds loved him. The, you know, Ethereal to a certain extent as as sort of eclipsed and gone into that sort of mould as well and done a great job for the club. But somebody else of, of that mould, a Krishna, you know, you spoke about Nathan Burns there and Krishna when they were flying for Wellington Phoenix playing together. Mm. There's a hell of a lot of goals there, Val. There's almost 30 goals that they've got between them, 25 plus goals. Mate, you, you know. There's also a room for a foreign player that Adelaide can sign because obviously Larocca is uh, yep. now an Australian. The window is now open. There's a massive market. There's a there's a big pool of players who all need contracts. Well, how how aggressive do you believe United will be in in this next three weeks it in, comes in this down market? To finances again. Well, I mean, uh, have they got money? The general manager of football, Ante Kovacevic, said they have got the budget to spend on players. I don't know how much money we were told in preseason, and that was made public, I think, by uh, the CEO um, Grant Mayer, that the club was going to have its most expensive squad oh, well, there you go. on record. It hasn't happened, mind you. It hasn't happened yet. Yet. I Their think most it... expensive squad was under Rennie Coolen. And that was, what, four years ago, three, four years ago. 2011, yeah. I think the members were told this was going to be... The, I mean, money doesn't make a championship team, but it, it can helps. bring you... But it helps. Look, I think you'll find out the intent of the club over the course of the next few weeks as well. Yeah. There'll be some things that come it's critical, out. Obviously. Yeah, it is, uh, and I think tonight's game is massively important for the club. And um, you know, obviously behind the scenes now, what's going on? That'll all surface over the course of the next two or three weeks. Mm. Okay, interesting next uh, three weeks for Adelaide United. Coming up very, very shortly, I'm going to talk to Cosy John Cosmina. It's the real football show for CMI Toyota right here at Triple M. One hundred four point seven Triple M. It is the real football show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. This morning, Phil Stubbins, Val Miliacho, and KG. Now, boys, I'm going to put this to you because at the moment, China is splashing the cash yes. and spending a hell of a lot of money, getting a lot of Premier League players towards the end of their kind of Premier League careers and spending the money and driving the price of the Premier League up too much. How do we feel about China spending this cash? Is it going to affect the A League by sending our young players over there to earn more than they can earn here? Well, it will. You know, you just mentioned there, I think Sainsbury's now on... Six million. Six million. Six million? A year. You know, it's not bad, is it? So mm. he, wouldn't, he wouldn't dream of getting that money any, anywhere else in the world. If the, if the money's there, then unless you're actually playing in the top competition of, of European football, then you'd consider it. Mm. You know, Oscar's gone from Chelsea. You know, a young player of, of 22, 23 years of age going over to China. He's on £400,000 a week, by the way. But <laughs> that's. But it just suggests that yeah, they're, they're going for the money. Um, is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. I think the actual government have come out last week and said that they're going to put a cap on it. Well, so the, the it, sports it, body in China has done that. They're yeah, it's getting to, to a ridiculous point at this point in time. And um, look, where it goes, I don't know. Um, is it going to affect the market here? Obviously, it will. Mm. But also... the. Carlos Tevez, three hundred and ten thousand uh, dollars pounds a week, which is what six six hundred thousand. That, that's absurd. It Honestly. is really yeah, ten is. years ago. 
Marcelo Karuska was regarded as a much better player than Carlos Tevez. Look, look I'm just so, so what would, saying that what, the careers yeah. which way they've gone. What would Caruso be earning now here? Probably that a season. No, not 300. No. It would, it would not, maybe that in three seasons, <laughs> what he's getting a week. Yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> but you talk about Adelaide United and the transfer market before, boys, and... Dylan McGowan as a defender, if Trent Sainsbury is earning that kind of money, why is Dylan going to want to stay here? Why is Tarek Elrich going to want to stay what here? What effect? Yeah, I've heard. Board. Well, they're not. I've heard there's bites for Dylan as well in this window. Look at the to agents. Actually leave. The agents will be working hard behind the scenes to bring that that money into the coffers of the, of their players. Yeah. And why wouldn't you go and chase it? And clubs also need the funding. Let's be realistic about it. But I mean, I think. The backup plan is because Adelaide, the A-League, it's going to lose players, whether you like it or not. Yep. They're going to go. Steph Mork, you know, took off free transfer. Craig Goodwin's going to play yep. at Sparta Rotterdam for less money. He's gone for his career. He hasn't gone for the dough. But well, not that, because it's Europe. Well, how badly will, will that affect the standard of the A-League if, if we see this continued drain of players? As long as there's a plan where the stocks are replenished, and that's where I think the A-League's now where what, 12 years, 12 seasons into the competition, their development, their alignment yep. with clubs overseas, the transfer market, the way they wheel and deal is abysmal. There is, there is absolutely nothing. It's, it's dead air and it needs to be worked on because it's football. We're not going to compete with Europe, China, the MLS. Make this a breeding ground. Make it a good breeding ground. So you know you're going to lose a Steph Walk, but... You lost Steph. You got another three sitting in the wings who are going to be the next Steph Mork. It's so not happening now. So that they're not working hard enough in that area. I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do in development in this country, and I think it's been taken as a second-class citizen. You see the federations charging. And I don't feel say out of this one. If you're in a state team, they get charged nine hundred dollars a season to play, and that should be a scholarship. If you're in a state team, say that again. About $900 a season for a kid in the Skillaroos, which is an absolute joke. Gee. Clubs are charging kids. Absorbent. From 700 to, I'm hearing, $1,300 a, a, a season. season. And without disrespecting the clubs, what are they paying for? They're paying for a dad. A lot of the clubs, there's a dad who's hardly kicked the ball. Well, how can, he how... might have his badge. And you're paying for what? You know, it's... The, the, How can the parents afford this? Yeah, look, I think we're going away from it a little bit there. Is, is, is What China is spending in the game now is a phenomenal uh, amount of money. And players are going to go to that. Mm. Well, you know, you? But the A-League, I think the A-League and, and other teams in representation of themselves in the countries that they're, they're at, you know, the A-League is a fantastic, terrific competition to be part of. Let's not get away from that. And to come and play and be a part of it, is a it, it's a great experience. It's a fantastic lifestyle, and that's worth you know perhaps uh, in terms of the shortfall of the monetary gains, it's it's worth what it's worth. But the A League is a fantastic competition. Let's yep. not go away from that. Yeah. Um. How we keep servicing the needs of that the A League, the money is what it is in Australia. Val, it's obviously not going to be able to compete with China. It never will be able to compete with China. But I think we can work within the framework of the competition to make it better, keep it vibrant, and keep us sticking along. But it needs to reinvent itself in the way of development. Like in the old National Soccer League, 16-year-old players playing first team and then becoming regulars when they're 19, they're in Europe. They're, Kevin Muscat. There's one. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of another, but they'll come. And you've got... Calviat. 
Carl Wiertz, another one. You got the Italian footballers in, in a crisis because they can't compete money wise. Mm. AC Milan have got three 17. They're, they're number one goalkeepers, 16 yeah. when he made his debut. 16. 17. They've got a defender who's 19. So they're replenishing their stocks through their youth. youth. But to and play devil's advocate for a sec, in an Australian market and the way Australian fans are, do development players put bums on seats? No, they no, don't. That's where the clubs have to reinvent themselves. Mm. We're, we're, we're not, I don't think the A League is, is a league where you're going to, you never be in English Premier League. Or, or a Bundesliga or a Primera, sell it for what it is. Mm. It's a great competition. Yeah, yeah. It's healthy. Yep. It's in it summer. Yep. Yep. It's a great sport to watch. Sell it for what it is. Yeah, bringing these young kids through. You know, you just you just spoke about uh, Matthew Leckie. There's another one. Yeah. You yeah. know, we dragged him great out of player. the first division in in Victoria. And look at him now. And he's you know he took well the best player at the World Cup, the last World Cup for Australian I'm, soccer. And I've been watching his team, Ingolstadt, so look, and him playing. He's just brilliant. Yeah, Is he do, really. Do they bring Absolutely. Kamau? You yeah. know, Ewan Mobile. Mm. Yeah, they they put bums on seats. They're exciting players. So. I think the answer to that, Alex, is that they can do that if we provide them with the opportunity. It's all about the platform we give them. Yes, interesting. Very good. We're nearly getting towards the end of the show, but a little bit more to come. 33 degrees outside, so stay cool if you can. This is The Real Football Show. Thanks to CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer, and we do it right here at Triple M. One hundred four point seven Triple M. It's the Real Football Show for CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. Don't forget, nine thirty we go to the SCG for the last day of the test. Last day of the test match. So don't forget tonight, Cooper Stadium, beauty. It'll be on tonight. Forty-one degrees. It'll be hot out there. It'll be hot on the pitch. I can tell you. Muskie's bald head will be sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be. I, 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 I'll be very keen to see his antics tonight, and just how he. Handling himself tonight, Kevin Buss. He'll be very cool if they take the lead and things go their way. If, 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 if they if don't, don't, then you'll see the other side of Kevin. Chirpy. Which is, uh, you know, I, mean, I, love, I, I love Kevin Muscat. He's a good friend here. of mine and he's done a terrific job there at Victory. Unbelievable. Okay, well, that just about takes us out, fellas. Phil Stubbins, uh, Val Miliachi, thank you for, thank you very for much. being a part of the it's program been great this to morning. Be back. And we hope, we hope, we hope tonight at Cooper Stadium, it's the start yeah. of uh, the season turnaround for Adelaide United, boys. So good luck, Adelaide United. Thank good you, Alex. For CMI Toyota, South Australia's number one Toyota dealer. This has been The Real Football Show. We'll see you next week. Triple M. Triple M's The Real Football Show Catch-Up. Saturday mornings from 7am for CMI Toyota, SA's number one Toyota dealer.